Okay, so let me just go on and finish up this segment, man. And one of the reasons why it was hard for me to finish up this segment because I wanted to find out how to tell the story without trying to offend anybody, man. And y'all going to pretty much know when you say, well, what do you mean by offend somebody? You're going to hear the story and you're going to know what I'm talking about when I say offend somebody. So let me just go back two segments and speed it up to where we are now. So y'all already knew the situation would happen with me and Derek. Nothing happened. The plan was, like I told y'all, Derek was like the perfect candidate for me to, to team with even to, to this day. Because I told y'all I did it again after being with that company 10 years later. He was probably the best one to team with because we had a lot in common. And so there was things that we did that I'm not even going to tell y'all that we did on this um, podcast just for, you know, uh, other stuff. But I mean, like out of everybody that I team with, Derek was probably like the best candidate out of everybody. Nothing happened. Um, like I said, when we was getting to our year mark, we basically decided that we was just really here to just go solo or either, you know, get off this road and do um, like some local work. So he had got with J.B. Hunt. He had got pre-hired. So I told him instead of quitting here, I'll just drive your drive time here and you just go through orientation because they gave us like a set run. Like I explained to y'all before, we had like this Coles and Toys R Us thing to like where we go from PA all the way back down to Cali, pick up from Cali when the load is ready, head back up to the Illinois yard, then from Illinois head back to the PA. It was kind of like a circle thing, like picking up from um, Coles to Toys R Us and heading back to PA doing it all over again. And so I kind of already knew the route, knew the days that it would take. So once we got on our fourth day, I was over there at the Illinois yard. I called him up. He said, yeah, man, looks like I'm going to get hired. So I said, this is what I do. I said, when I get over to the PA yard, I'm going to call them up and I'm going to tell them that you just resigned and you just didn't want a team anymore. And it made more sense to do it there because if I would have waited till I got back to Cali to do it, they're going to be like, well, how in the fuck did he get home? That wouldn't have made any sense. So it made more sense to do it when I got back to the PA. So that's exactly what I did, man. Um, I told them that he resigned. Um, he didn't want a team anymore. And that was that. They kind of got mad about it and said, see, this is one of the reasons why we don't like people teaming that live in different states because now we got to figure out how to get you back home. So they had a guy over at the PA yard that was waiting there. They didn't tell me what happened. Like, why was he there? Like, if somebody kicked him out the truck or if he got into it with somebody. But I told y'all he was just somebody to just help me get back to um, L.A. Within six or seven hours of the run, he got off on the on-ramp because it was snowing out there. Black ice everywhere, just ice everywhere. When he got off on the on-ramp, I guess the brakes, the brakes froze up because he was in front of this, um, this Honda Court was in front of him. And so when he hit his brakes, he slid and hit the back of the Honda Accord. It spin around a couple of times. Everybody was cool. He messed up like the back, the corner panel, the side of the quarter panel. And so I said, when we get back to the yard, you know I'm not going to be teaming with this guy anymore. And now the truck has an accident assigned to it because that's what they do. They look at each truck to see if people are late, if it's got accidents assigned to it. So now that run that me and Derek was going to be doing, it's going to be no more now because I don't have him. So we can't go back to that run. And after that accident, I wasn't be sure if they was going to assign it to us anymore anyway. So now I found myself in that lounge area, the same lounge area that me and Derek would go to when we would be coming back from VA, waiting for the load to head back up to the Illinois yard. Like I said, with that little triangle, it would take a few hours for the guy to come down to bring the trailer. So we would be up in the lounge area, just watching everybody just coming back from trying to find somebody to team with or coming back from the co-driver. So now I found myself in that lounge area. There was this one particular guy named Andre 
that was there. And me and him started talking. And the thing about it is, come to find out that he was from either the Riverside or Rialto area that he lived out there. So he, he stayed pretty close to where the yard was, which in Fontana. I stayed down in L.A. But before I had even came back to the truck, there was a company around the corner from Fontana that was hiring. I went over there and got an application because like I told y'all before, man, my thing was like now since Derek was gone, I'm like, well, what the fuck am I still waiting here for? I had a, uh, what, a few more months over um, Derek. So it's like, why am I still here? I need to hurry up and get the fuck out. But like I told y'all before, because when I had talked to Coke or 7up, they told me that one of the reasons why they couldn't hire me still is because, well, we see that you got a little bit of experience now, but you only a driver that you do long haul driving. So other words, you go do six, 700 miles, you pick up one and you drop off one, you pick up one over here. We got like 14, 15 stops. You don't have that experience in this. And right now we're not training for that. So it seems like it's always an excuse. So that's one of the reasons why I went and got that application from around the corner because they only did regional. They wasn't doing like all 48 states. So I said, when I get back, if I can't find something down in L.A. that I could get something that's like local, I'm going to fill out this application for that. So as I was sitting there interviewing um, Andre before we went out, you know, he didn't smoke. I didn't smoke. It was pretty much the same, like the age difference, like with me, him and Derek, like he was probably Andre is probably about a year younger than me or either the same age. You know, um, he didn't smoke. He didn't drink, like I said. So we decided to get on the truck. But I already knew that he had just came out from a co-driver. See, Andre didn't have really have no experience like that. But I told him, like, you know, I'll get out there and show him what I know. But I said, you know, you got to ask me like when it's come time to back, I'll get out and help you. But see, Andre, he had his pride. I don't know what the case was with this dude, man, because we had already explained all this before we went out there and talked about it. I, I always kind of pre-wrote down the, the, the route. Like when you get into this city, you, you get off on this mile marker, east, north, west, south. He was just still trying to learn all that. And remember, that's why I told y'all that I wanted to team to build up my skills on that effort as well. But I had pretty much got it down by now. I, I knew east, north, west, south, all that. How to call somebody to get off on mile market and make your left, rights. Because back then we didn't have these tablets that y'all got now. These round McNally tablets. So um, I noticed like when I was with him, because we went out for 21 days on our first time. I noticed like when I... Um, got up man he went like 200 miles like out of route on the first time then the second time the truck was just stopped like how it was with Derek and remember how I told y'all Derek would be asleep up top well Andre was just sitting in the front of the um truck like frowned up and I'm like well what's going on where where, where are we at he's like well we here but I don't know where to go because I'm waiting for dispatch to tell me the left and right I said well you didn't call them and ask them that because you know, you're supposed to call them when you get into the state where you're supposed to be and like, look, this is where, where do we get off at? Because that's how we did it back in the days. It's a little bit different now. So I noticed his comprehension was kind of slower than what it was. Like, I noticed like he would try to do things on his own and wouldn't ask me for help. And um, like I said, he, you know, it's just like I said, y'all have to. Kind of, and one time that kind of pissed me off, man, it's like I asked him, was he ready I was like, hey, Andre, you are you up? And he kind of got mad and was like, my name is not Andre, it's, it's Andre. Like the way that he said it, I guess he didn't like the way I said it. I know it's like there was mood swings with this dude. And like I told y'all before, like, I don't know if it was like something about him. Because like I told y'all, when we was talking in the lounge area, 
he he had feminine ways like the way he would talk like when he would be talking to you it would be like feminine like a girly girl talk like he would like when he would laugh it would be like girlyish it was just that's what I'm saying like you have to get with somebody that you can connect to that's what I'm trying to tell you I'm not trying to offend anybody if they're gay or bi but you should basically be getting with somebody that you can connect to like I felt like maybe he felt like since I wasn't on the same level of, of what he was he felt like he didn't want to ask for this or that because he didn't know how to communicate that to me but the reason why I felt like that he was gay because we had a load that was going to Ohio, right? We got there on a Friday afternoon. Um, I want to say it was closely rough around about fucking like uh, six, seven o'clock in the afternoon. And the the guard allowed us to drop the trailer there because the load didn't um, deliver till Monday. So the guard told us that we could go drop the trailers over there with all the rest of the other trailers that were sitting over there. And we just bobtail back up there Monday which was great because then we don't have to haul that, that trailer with us around us. So I found this area down there that was like um, uh, balls and normals, the Target, you know, like the areas where they got like the little mall areas. So I parked in the back to where all the trailers delivered to, and we kind of walked up front. And so I went in balls and normals, and he was like outside, I guess, like just waiting for me to come out of there. And I noticed like two females, he was talking to two females when I looked out the big giant window, and once again, he was there throwing his hands up in the air like like he was one of the girls, man. It's just like men on film, like like in living colors, like Dwayne Wayne, like men on films. It was, it was like that. I swear to God, it was like that situation when he was talking to those females. And those females was pretty fine, man. And he was talking to him and do, do, doing his hands and this and that. And so I came out. And so he introduced them to me and he had already told me that he drove a truck. And he was like, yeah, we teaming and this and that. And so come to find out they was from Atlanta and so I guess they was passing through for whatever situation was and so as we were sitting there talking and so I got to describe Andre to y'all man so because everybody kind of looks like somebody if, if I were to describe Andre and say who he resembled he resembles like Shamar Moore y'all know Shamar Moore the actor the one that was in the movies with Holly Berry this that would well, just google him if y'all don't know who he is Shamar Moore and I can see why like females will be attracted to that because you know Shamar Moore I'm not gay or anything but females like Shamar Moore they think he's handsome they think he's this and that so what made me believe that he was gay was because we all said okay well y'all want to go get something let's go get something so we went to go get something to eat now it's going on roughly about like eight o'clock once we was getting there to eat like I said he was at the table doing his spill again like laughing and throwing his hands back this and that and like I said, even when he would be on the phone, when we'd be in the truck, it would be that same situation. He would be laughing and talking low and laughing like a little girl. And I don't know if he was talking to a man or a woman on the phone. Man, I don't know what the fuck was going on, but like, like we, he was at the table doing that shit again. And so I'm just like, cool. And so now as we got up, we tipped and we was like walking out. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, he just said, well, you know what, man? I'm just, you know, tired. I think I'm going to just go back to the truck now and get something to sleep. The both those girls must have like looked at each other, scratched their face, looked at looked at me and then looked at him. And I could tell by the way that they gave us that look was like, are y'all serious? You're not going to try to get with us. So what I did real quick was I pulled the one that I was talking to on the side. And I said, well, look, you know, like me and you could still hang out. I said, you know, um, it's still kind of early. I said, if you want to go do something, we can. And so she was like, OK, cool. And so then he was over there. Andre was over there talking to the other one. I guess he um, got her number because he wasn't going to call her. 
And so he got her number. And so then the other one came back over. So we continued to just like walk around that little mall area and like, you know, just go inside the stores, this and that, and was kind of talking. And the other one must have asked me what was going on with Andre. She's like, well, what's up with uh, your friend, this and that? And I said, oh, well, you know, he's probably just going through something right now. You know, like his truck drivers, you know, like he's probably got some personal business going on. Because she wanted to kind of know, like, why wasn't he trying to get with her straight out? And so I kind of had to do this because now he's kind of messing it up for me with the other one now. Because, you know, if they say two's company, three's a crowd now. And so now after about like an hour walking around, this and that. For some reason, man, I noticed like they was like whispering to each other stuff and kind of like laughing and stuff like this. So after our walking around, they invited me to come back to the hotel where they were staying at. And so now I'm thinking to myself, man, this is going to be pretty fucked up now, because now if I do try something with the other one, if I try to make my moves, like I'm not going to be able to because two's a company, three's a crowd now because the other one's going to cock block now because she's going to feel like with shit. Girl, if I if if I can't get in, a, you know, like like if, if she couldn't be with the other dude, it's just going to mess it up for me. So right before we get up um, to the hotel, we stop off at the store. They buying these like these little vodka, like, these, you know, those little shots or whatnot. So they buying some of those little vodka shots and stuff to, I guess, to take up to the room. And so I have to explain this to y'all like I did before, because I, well, let me just get into the story. So. As we sitting there talking and this and that, you know, like how the, the, the hotel rooms is like you got like two, two of the beds separated from each other. And then it's got like the chair on the side and, you know, they got the little TV and stuff in there. So all of a sudden we're talking and I noticed like they were giggling. And as I'm and as I'm sitting next to the one that I was talking to, she must have grabbed my face and pulled it to the side to where she was. And she started like tonguing me. The other one. Must have, I swear to God, y'all can think I'm bullshitting if I'm not. The other one must have came over, like bent down in between me and started to pull my pants down, man, and started to pre-give me some head. Now, y'all know back in the days, like with the chain wallets, like we we started that in like the hip hop community, like back in the days, like in the early 90s, like how they used to have like the chain wallets. So I had my big chain wallet in there that was a magnum. So I just want everybody to know that. Like I never like, walked around that's why i had those big wallets like that man because you can put a condom or two in there but I, well i had a magnum in there so as i was going down man i was tonguing up the other one the other one started to like pre-give me some head i must have pulled her head back stood up pulled out my chain wallet put on the magnum and basically i wound up like banging out both of them man they now they was eating well i don't you know what man i gotta tell my truth to y'all they was eating each other out I was doing the damn thing. And the whole time I mentioned Andre's name and we all started laughing. Like I just said to myself, man, like I just knew that he wouldn't want to be down with this. Like something told me that he was into men. And so after the whole thing was over with and everything was gone, I've made my way back to the truck. This was the wee hours of the morning. He had the DVD running uh, I guess he fell asleep or he was acting like he was asleep because you know like when you're getting up in the truck somebody could just act like they fall asleep so I made my way over to the uh, truck stop to take a shower and so he got up and I guess he was taking a shower and so this is why, why we didn't team man so I could tell like he was kind of 
agitated because he was like, well, where we at? Like when we got over to the truck stop to take a shower, because I, I know he knew it happened because I'm coming in now like a few hours later. So you, there's no way to know that I didn't like fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like I just wasn't, you know what I'm saying? He had to have known something went down. So I think that kind of, and, and then it made him look like you're not down with the women. It kind of like gave it away. That's what I'm trying to tell y'all. It kind of gave it away like, well, you must be gay or something like that. Like I said, I'm not trying to offend anybody. So don't take anything, any type of way. But this is why we we didn't wind up teaming is because right after we delivered our load on Monday. Now, this was our load heading back to um, L.A. Like I said, um, it was his turn to start driving first. He was once again on that phone, like I said, like laughing and giggling and talking. And I don't know if it was a man or a woman or what the fuck it was. But all of a sudden I heard him say, oh, shit, he slammed on the brakes with them big ass feet. Um, threw me out the sleeper. It was it was he threw me out more at the sleeper than the other dude did when he got off on the on ramp in the snow and and hit the Honda Accord. This motherfucker like threw me damn me out the sleeper. Got out, um, looked at the top of the truck. At the top of the truck, it was all bent up. This I don't know how he wound up hitting this interstate sign. I don't know how he did it. I guess he was too close to the curve, like when you're going down the interstate and somehow the the top of the... the I don't know how it happened, but it was a big-ass dent on the top now. As soon as I put on my clothes and got out, I started arguing with this motherfucker. I said, man, you ain't going to ask me if I'm all right or not. I said, you just threw me out the fucking sleeper and you're not even concerned about me. You're just worrying about the damage that you did to my damn truck because that truck was assigned to me. That was the truck that I had, you know, that, that I was teaming with Derek and all the rest of them. So now we got two incidents on. So now we have to call dispatcher. I have to report that. So I'm already saying in my mind, that's it. When we get back to the yard, I didn't tell him that, though. Cause I didn't want to upset the situation anymore. I just said, you know what, man? Because I, I, it just finally rained on me that this dude really didn't have a lot of experience. He just came from his co-driver. So all the tearing up the trucks and all the rest of this shit, he's gonna have to do probably within his first year till he gets used to routing and all the rest of this shit. Something that I'm just not going to, especially like when I told him to ask me for help and he wasn't doing it. I, I just said to myself, man, that's it. Like when we get back to the yard. I'm going to go ahead and fill out that application and I'm going to go ahead and tell y'all now because exactly when we got back to the yard, that was it. I told him, I said, look, man, when we get back, when we was like 50 miles out, I said, that's it. I said, I'm, I'm pretty much going to quit and I'm, I'm going to go over to this other company. I'm going to just do a solo thing now. I said, no offense against you, but I'm just tired of, of being out here teaming this and that. I said, I could pretty much get the same amount of money and be home every day. And so I'm going to tell y'all the company that it was that I was teaming with and y'all already knew it was CRST. And so CRST was the company that me and Derek and everybody was with. And now the company that I had went and I told you I had an application that I was filling out before I had left there and applied and got the job was U.S. Express. U.S. Express was right there on Riverside and CRST was right there in Fontana. So I'm going to just end the series here. Like I said, I don't want to offend anybody about what I said about that. I mean, if you're gay, if you're bi, it is what it is. But I do think that you have to, when you're teaming with somebody, get with somebody that you can identify with. Me and me and Andre, we was out there driving, but it was just something. It, it didn't click with us like how it did with me and Derek. Like, we like the same music. We did this and that. Um, 
I noticed when when he was driving, man, he kind of like had the radio off. Uh, it was just kind of like, I don't know, man, like it didn't really click right. So that's what I'd be trying to tell y'all. Like 30 minutes to an hour interviewing somebody, you're not going to learn anything. You're going to all that shit is going to be learned when you actually out there on the road. And like I said, that's not my first time um, stop teaming either because I teamed again. I decided to do it, do it again, I think like 11 years later after that. So from 2002, count 11 years up, I tried it again. And the same outcome kind of happened before. And this is when I was with FedEx. And this is when I was with another company that I'll tell you all about on another um, story. But I just, for me at this point, from here on out, or after that happened with um, FedEx, I said, I'm not teaming no more. I'm just not going to do it. I'm good enough solo now. I done been through a slew of these companies. I know what I'm doing. Now we got these tablets. I don't even have to, even if I wanted to with those big laminated log books that we have back in the days, I don't need to do all that. Everything is so sufficient and self-planted now to where you don't have to do it. So that was the situation, man. The company was CRST. And then I went over to uh, US Express. So now that's three companies now. It started out with HR Transport, CRST, and then U.S. Express. So that will conclude the teaming aspect of this. Now we'll just get into the companies that I was just with. So there you have it.